I am Jeff Garcia, and this is Locked On Spurs. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about Jakob Pertl. Pertl was part of the offseason package that sent Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green to Toronto in exchange for DeMar DeRozan and Pertl and a protective first-round draft pick next season. And heading into his new chapter in San Antonio, and based on what the stats showed in Toronto, it looked like the Spurs got themselves a solid player in the deal. But after just a few games to start the new season, eh, he really hasn't made that much of an impact and has been kind of underwhelming. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to put the spotlight on Jakob Pertl. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing that he's not playing? What's going on? Is he in the doghouse? So let's go ahead and dive right into this. Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast is back. And Joe, Jakob Pertl, you know, before we dive into your thoughts, or at least let me rephrase that, maybe some numbers you have, I thought he was supposed to be this key guy, this this heralded big man that the Spurs needed next to LaMarcus Aldridge in the paint. What do you think is going on? I just think he's, uh, like he had he alluded to, he just he's overthinking things out there. He's kind of uh, fallen out of favor in the rotation based on his production out there on the floor. And he attributes mm-hmm. that to him just being, you know, I guess too hard on himself and just overthinking things and trying to force the issue instead of just falling back onto the fundamentals of just playing good old-fashioned basketball. Yeah, you, you know, you look at how he started the season – he got the starting nod. He well, let me rephrase that. To begin this season, there was a few games where he was in the starting rotation. Pop switched out. Paul Gasol enter Jakob Pertl. Spurs fans were loving it. They were eating it, and uh, you, you know, didn't really do much. Got the start in a few games, but was immediately yanked. And you saw Paul Gasol pretty much uh, ride the ship uh, for a few games, uh, playing at the final minutes, you know, playing those crunch time moments. Proto was on the bench. Joe, do you think when he got the start after a couple games to start the new season, that was just too much for him to handle? I think it was, and I think it was kind of unfair to insert him so early, even though he looked good in the in the preseason. He, he mm-hmm. still needs a lot to, to learn as far as this new system, you know, for him it, with the Spurs system. And I think he needed to lean a little bit more on the veterans, in particular, Paul Gasol, since, you know, mm-hmm. Jakob Portal is a traditional big man, you know, which is a role mm-hmm. that's kind of going the way of the dinosaur now. But he has You're a right. veteran, a savvy veteran who's won an NBA championship, someone he can learn a lot from. So I think he needs to mm-hmm. pick Paul Gasol's mind a little bit. Maybe they need to have a film session together, you know, so he can yeah. point out some things for him, only to make him better, not to say, oh, you're doing a really bad job. No, I think the kid's ready to, you know, make that leap. He just needs some guidance. And more importantly, he just needs to go out there and play. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, that one word, kid. He's very young still. You yeah. know, the game, at least the pro game, is still new to him. Yes, he has two seasons under his belt playing in Toronto, but his rookie season was just that. A rookie season didn't get too much time, but when he did, he showed flashes of what he could do. Then in his second season in Toronto, that's when he started seeing that he could be a diamond in the rough. You know, a rebounding, a number spiked in his sophomore season. Same thing goes for his numbers, his minutes increase. So, yeah, I can get why 
a lot of Spurs fans were hyped about Jakob when he was part of the deal, sending him to San Antonio. Again, you can't teach height. He has that. You can't teach youth. He has that. You can't teach, um, you know, a willingness to learn and be a sponge because he's so young and, and his NBA career is just starting. I get that. And he's not set in his ways. But, Joe, you look at Pirtle and his numbers he had did in Toronto, you were thinking, okay, he's going to do that in San Antonio. Do you think, maybe from even a fan's perspective, that even the fan base were, was expecting him to be the next coming of of the next big man in the NBA to dominate in the paint? Again, it goes back to pressure. Is it just too much pressure for him? I don't think it's so much pressure. I think it's what the fans bestowed upon him before they even really knew anything about him. You know, if you go back and mm-hmm. you look at his if you look at his stats, he plays very much the as I said the traditional big man role of a, of an NBA mm-hmm. player of, of a bygone era. You know, he's going to go out there and he's not going to be flashy. He's not going to give mm-hmm. you these you know highlight uh, reels every night. But what he can do yeah. is rebound very well. He can defend and he can be that that rim protector. You know, and he and and playing yeah. great defense. What happens is that he'll actually be able to get his points by playing good old fashioned defense. I think what happened right. with Yaka Portal is he hears all these things coming from the fan, from from the media, mm-hmm. and what he's doing is mm-hmm. he's trying to live live up to these expectations that everyone else is bestowing on him, instead of just playing mm-hmm. his own game, being really good at what he's doing out there on the court. And letting that speak for mm-hmm. himself, you know, I think he kind of got caught up into it uh, too soon. Yeah, the good news is that the season is still young. You know, what is it? Just nine games uh, into the uh, new season for San Antonio. There's still that learning curve. And Joe, let's not forget, you, you heard the reputation of the Spurs system. That is hard to grasp. I get it. Maybe a guy like Demar Derozan. Or a new guy like Rudy Gay, well, new guy-ish, you know, uh, when they came into the uh, system, uh, they picked it up pretty fast. You, you know, they were able to adapt quickly. He doesn't have that luxury. You know, in Toronto, in his rookie season, he was pretty much buried on the bench. Sophomore season, he started coming coming out a little bit more, and the numbers are proving it. Now he goes back to the bench. Do you think him learning a new system, new teammates, uh, is also an issue uh, to start his Spurs career? I think it is. Right now, what he's searching for is he's looking to where do I fit in in this system? And not only yeah. where do I fit in, but how am I going to contribute? You know, I, he's his role is a very designed role. It's very specific, you know, and what he needs mm-hmm. to do at the end of the day is keep it simple. You know, you know, own mm-hmm. your role, know your role and play it to the best of your ability. Play solid defense. Go out, go up and get rebounds alter shots you know go out there and crash the boards with everybody else and as as i stated as he does that he's going to get a couple of putbacks every game and what that's going to transition to because he's being productive he's going to get more minutes but he just has to let the game come at him and it takes some time i, I don't think he's really going we're going to really see what yaka portal is all about jeff until maybe january hey you know if it takes him till January to start getting his rhythm and finding his groove in the Spurs system, I'll take it. Yeah. But in the meantime, Joe, I want him to be sitting next to Pau Gasol or glued to him at practice. I want him to be watching LaMarcus Aldridge and or glued to him in practice. Um, 
you know, that's the only that's the only way he's going to learn uh, what it is to play the big man spot, especially from a guy like Pal Gasol. You know, he's one of the best big men this league has ever seen. You know, he's Hall of Fame bound. Same thing for Lamarcus Aldridge. Look, with the Spurs right now having to rely on, if you want to be legit about it, you know, LMA and Pal as the maybe the only true centers. Yes, I know Cunningham is out there, and once in a while you'll see him kind of flash in the middle, but he's not a, a big man center that the Spurs could could use. Pirtle is that guy, and the faster he learns, the faster he develops, I think he'll be great. Look, LaMarcus Aldridge, he's playing fine this season. Yes, he is, but, hey, his shot's a little off right now. His mid-range game is really off, you know, what, 35 36% on average. This is not him. So if he can – you know, he being Pirtle can be that extra factor, you know, to play the five spot because right now LaMarcus is playing the five spot. Maybe that could be throwing LaMarcus off a bit. And then you could switch in Pirtle to play the five spot and then move back uh, LMA to a power forward spot that could do well. If Pirtle gets going, Joe, what other kind of ripple effects do you think that could happen for San Antonio on the court? I think that'll transition into the Spurs actually looking like a solid defensive team. The Spurs play defense mm-hmm. this early in the season in lapses, in spurts, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it comes, you know, and it goes. It comes and it goes. It's not very consistent. You had a game against the Pelicans where they looked really good, and then they go and right. they lose one to the Orlando Magic because they were not playing uh, great defense. So they need to find something that's going to be a staple for them on the defensive end. And I think this kid, Yaka Portal, could be that diamond in the rough that, you know, one thing that the Spurs can count on every single night. They need somebody that's an anchor, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up uh, what happened in the Magic game. Uh, aside from the Spurs just, you know, getting shell-shocked and shellacked, uh, one of the issues that the Spurs saw versus the Magic was the Magic just ran rough shot in the paint. They outscored the Spurs big time. I don't have the numbers next to me, but I want to say it was close to maybe doubling up San Antonio in the paint. I think it was like 46 to 22. You know, that shows me there was no rim protection. There was no perimeter, I'm sorry, paint defense. Pirtle can be that guy and alter shots and just be a big body to contend with as uh, opposing teams slash players want to attack the rim. Uh, Joe, uh, and I, we're going to take our first break. When we get back, we're going to look at some of the numbers that Proto has shown uh, in his young Spurs career. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and I am joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, let's go to look at some numbers. And the first numbers I want to talk about is his uh, performance versus the Magic. He got a little bit of time versus Orlando after pretty much riding the pine uh, for a lot of the games to start the season. But in the loss to Orlando, he played 14 minutes, had two points, five rebounds. Now, here's the key, Joe. Of those five rebounds, four of them were offensive rebounds. Those are four extra possessions of Spurs used versus the Magic. Now, if he gets more time, Joe, imagine the other uh, extra possessions he can possibly provide for San Antonio. What did you think of what you saw in 14 minutes of Yaka Pertl versus Orlando? All I can say is from what I saw from him in that game, it's a start. Mm-hmm. You know, use this game as a stepping stone. You know, you got to get better every single game. You looked better in this game, get better for the next game. And after that, play even better. 
and just, you know, find out what is it that you can do to contribute every single night. What does the team need from you? Because every team, yeah. every game, it's different. You know, you're playing in different arenas. You're playing against different offenses every night. He just has to go out there and say, you know what, what is this? What are this? What does the team need for me tonight so we can get this win? And then just do that. Yeah, he, he although his lateral movement uh, is on the weak side because there was an Orlando player, I forgot who it was, who just burned him so bad and he caught Lamarcus, I'm sorry, Lamarcus, uh, Pirtle just acting like a pine cone or a <laughs> street cone and just planted in with, with feet in his cement and he just blew past him. And he literally made Pirtle turn, like twist him around and Pirtle was just left in the dust. So, but uh, yeah, he, you know, aside from that, those 14 minutes showed me a lot. They showed me the the, the rebounding effort was there. It showed me that attacking and protecting the rim was there. Extra possessions was there. Pirtle will get going. Now, let's talk about his overall stats, Joe. Uh, hasn't really played much, as mentioned, but in six games, 3.3 uh, rebounds, uh, one assist, uh, about, one, about two points a game, 50% shooting, but that's kind of uh, a little misleading. Hasn't really played that much. So, Joe, again, the rebounds really stand out. You know, again, you can't teach height, Joe. What do you think about that? No, that's that's what he's going to have to learn to do. He's he's a rim protector. Yeah. You know, let's make no, mm -hmm. there's no question about it. You know, let's not mix words or say, oh, he's going to be the second coming of a, a David Robinson or a Tim David Duncan Robinson. type yeah, of exactly. player. No, no, no. He he's a good. He his job is going to is going to be out there and play a great defensive game. You know, kind of like Dante Cunningham is doing right now for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. The only difference is Dante's a little bit more mobile, and Jakob, he's not as mobile, but he's a bigger guy. Yeah, you nice. know, so he can kind yeah. of impose his will on the opposing team, make it harder for them to put up a shot. You know, and that's that's his yeah. job. He needs to own that. I think, like I said, he still needs some time to to adjust into that role. But if you look at his his stats this year, like you said, that rebounding is really one of the stats mm -hmm. that jumps out at you. And if I was Jakob yeah. Portal, I would be like, all right, this is going to be my role. This is what I'm going to do. And and he needs to put up like some type of challenge. You know, what what's your goal for tonight? Mm -hmm. How many rebounds are you going to go out there and get? Do you want to get 10 rebounds? Stick to that. You know, what what is it that he wants to do in, in this Spurs system? I think these little things are, are going to pay big dividends to him as the season wears on. But I, I agree with you, Jeff, in one regard. He needs to use Paul Gasol's mind. You need to pick Paul mm -hmm. Gasol's mind. You need to go out there and practice with him. You need to find out what is it that he's doing that you can apply to your game to make you better. I think he needs to really utilize that resource he has right in front of him. Yeah, look, Paul Gasol, you know, his game evolved. Uh, now he's... Uh you know, pretty okay three-point shooting uh, big man. Uh, Pirtle's not there yet. Um, you know, maybe some time with Chip England would help him. Uh, but I think right now it's almost back to basics for Pirtle in San Antonio. Um, he has to get used to a new uh, system. You know, he only knew the Toronto system, Dwayne Casey system. You know, now he has to learn arguably one of the hardest systems in the NBA, and that being the San Antonio Spurs playbook. You add the fact that there's Pau Gasol there. There's LaMarcus Aldridge there. 
you know, minutes for him aren't going to be there, uh, maybe as he saw in Toronto, especially in the second season there. So he's going to have to make a name for himself, and it starts in practice, and that starts uh, when he does get the minutes to shine. And he did that versus Orlando. You know, the, the, those offensive rebounds were just wonderful. I was really smiling when I saw that out of Perto when he got in time. My biggest fear, Joe, was that I didn't want him to start becoming that human victory cigar. <laughs> Basically, that's what he was becoming uh, when the Spurs either had the game in hand or were getting blown out. Perto will come in those last few minutes. Do you think that also messed with his confidence too? That, okay, you know, it's garbage time. Get in there, Perto. Or, uh, we you know we lost this game. Get in there, Perto. Versus, hey, Perto, get in there when the game is on the line or we need you to play minutes. Uh, do you think that factored into any of this? No, I, I really don't. You know, he had a quote that I read in an article. And he was saying that when he was sitting on the bench, when he kind of fell out of the rotation, he was sitting down actually studying the game. And, and thinking to himself, what do I have to do to get better so I can get back out there? He even went as far as right. asking one of the assistant head coaches for the San Antonio Spurs, what what can I do out there? What, what do you think I can contribute, you know, to get back into the rotation and get some more minutes out there on the court? So he's one of these players that's mm-hmm. not hanging his head down and like, oh, look at what I've become. No, he's like, yeah. you know what, I'm going to use this to go ahead and propel me to try to get better. And I like that because he could have given up and, you know, possibly not, you know, like you said, be the victory cigar. But that says a lot about his yeah. character right now, especially at this young age. And he's facing a little bit of uh, diversity right now. He's that mm-hmm. he wants to get better. He wants to be taught. You know, he, he's like a sponge right now. He wants to soak up all this information, utilize it to the best of his ability, then go out there and be a better player. You, I mean, that's great. That that speaks to his character, like I said, and him saying, you know what? He's now thinking like a San Antonio Spur. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to take our next break, and we get back. Uh, what does Popovich have to say about uh, Pirtle? And uh, a big question I have for Joe regarding the future of Jakob, so hang on tight. Okay, we are back. And I am joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. You know what, Joe? You know, maybe the Spurs lost to Orlando because Manu was not in the house. <laughs> you know, the Manu's in the house, they win. Manu was not in the house, they lost. What do you think about that, Joe? I don't know. I think this Manu factor has something to, that we the need. Manu factor. Yeah, we need to come back to that because he was at the game and look what happened. The Spurs just, like, found this resurgence of energy and they just, like, put away <laughs> the, the Pelicans. And that was Manu just at the game with his family. I'm like, do whatever you got to do to get Manu to come to more home games, man. I think he's the magic sauce. Yeah, I know. I hope so. I hope we can see Manu at the 18th center more often than not. All right. So what did Popovich have to say about Pirtle after uh, the magic uh, win over San Antonio? I know, weird to say, but here's what he said. Uh, Quote, well, he's in a new system with all new players. It just takes time. Exactly what Joe and I have been talking about. He's in a new system with new players. But he went on to say... Quote, I thought Yaku came in, he's been sitting, so to come in and be ready like that is a good indication of his character, but we never doubted that anyway. We expect that from everybody. Joe, Popovich is still uh, riding high on young uh, Pirtle. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think Popovich sees that he has a lot of potential. If he didn't, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have accepted that trade for you know Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green shipping them off to mm-hmm. Toronto and, and getting you know DeMar DeRozan and Yaku Pirtle. You know, he would have said, give me somebody else. This guy, 
is just dead weight. But, you know, Popovich sees something in him that he can utilize, sees that he can maybe possibly fit in the Spurs system somewhere, you know, along the lines this season, which is great because that's what you want. But one of the things that Popovich also said from one of those quotes was, it's going to take time. We need to be patient with him. He's going to he's going to come along, but everybody learns, develops at their own pace. And what Popovich is telling the fans, be patient, you know, be patient with Jakob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, patience is going to be in tall order for uh, young Proto. All right, Joe. So uh, before the break, I had mentioned that I have a big question for you. Uh, here it is. Do you think Jakob should be sent to the Austin Spurs in the G League? I think he should. That's a question that. We had brought up, I think, in our last podcast, and I had said, instead yeah. of just letting him just ride the pine pony on the bench, send him out to G League over with you know the Austin Spurs and let him get in some minutes. He needs to keep himself fresh. He needs to know that he can still play. And, you know, laying waste to people in the G League would just boost your confidence and make you a better oh, yeah. player, you know. So when he comes back to the Spurs and he's getting in, you know, some minutes again, He's just going to become that much better. I think by just having him on the bench and not really, really utilizing him, it's doing him a disservice. Yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm kind of split on this. You know, a part of me agrees with you. I'm saying, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Send him to Austin. Let him get some reps under him. Let him build his confidence, as you mentioned. Let let him um, get more familiar with the Spurs system that they run in Austin with heavy minutes. But then a part of me thinks like, well, no, because – Spurs need a body. They're banged up right now. They're injury depleted. Um, they can use him if uh, maybe LMA or Powell's not going uh, because they're they're thin at the five spots as far as uh, rosters is concerned. And what better way for him to learn the Spurs system than being in San Antonio and learning the Spurs system and not in the uh, Austin G League? Um, so I'm split. Um, but if I had like to pick an answer right there now, somebody forced me to i would say yeah i would send him to the g league a couple for a couple games and then bring him back i think it only do him well and i i hope that um he wouldn't see that as a slight that he would see that more as a way for him to just get better but uh yeah i mean look yaka Pertle is just starting his nba career and even his spurs career uh, so hopefully there are good things to come from young Pertle. but joe and i we're done talking it's time to hear uh from you you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurzone or email me at jeffgarcia74 at gmail.com. Uh, Joe, before I turn it over to you, just a real quick shout out to uh, Brian. Uh, we got a uh, nice fan mail. And, and Brian, ask us, Joe, what do we think about the Spurs new intro po- promo with that tile, those tiles that they use now, the real colorful uh, tiles as part of the promo? What do you think? Uh, I think it's okay. You know, I, I, yeah. I'll be honest with you, Jeff. I kind of like the old intros a little better. You know, the ones that they had uh, Tim Duncan's brother doing. I thought those were done very well because it encompassed like showing scenes from the iconic places around the city. And, you know, bringing that into the yeah. AT&T Center with, you know, the music. And then the way they had done the players intros of the close up shots of them. I thought it was really well done. I like this one. It's different. We can't always have the same thing. So I I like it. You know, I think it still has that San Antonio flavor. All right. Well, there you go, Brian. And thanks for the email. Uh, So, Joe, real quick, how can fans interact with you? Yeah, they can interact with me on 
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out, T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S Podcast, and on the internet at twoshotsessay.com. All right, so for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.